0: Welcome to On the Middle East, our monitor's podcast on the big developments unfolding in the region. My name is Ambrun Zaman and today I'll be looking yet again at Turkey's watershed elections that are due to be held on May 14th. Opinion polls continue to point to a tight race, making the outcome of the presidential and parliamentary polls difficult to call. Election security remains a big concern, and there is little doubt that Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan will stop at little to win. The largest pro Kurdish bloc, however, dealt him something of a blow this week, declaring it would not field its own candidate for the presidential race. This, in effect, means the party will likely appeal to its base to vote for the opposition candidate. Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu. With us here today to discuss the latest picture is Merve Tahiroğlu, Turkey Programme Director for the Project on Middle East Democracy. Welcome to our programme, Merve. It's so great to have you with us here today. Hi, I'm Benin. It's great to speak with you. So big news this week. The HDP finally announced that it would not be fielding its own candidate uh, in the presidential elections that are going to be held on May 14th. That's also now confirmed. It's official. Is this really good news for the opposition? And if so, why? I do think it's good news
1: for the opposition, Uh, one thing that the opposition seems to be going for in this election is to make sure that the, at least in the presidential vote, uh, that there won't be two votes, uh, but they will be able to win the the election in the first round, Um, for that they need to get of course more than 50% of the votes, um, and the worry uh, it has been and is still um that they if there are multiple candidates running against Erdogan in the first round of the presidential election, uh one of those people, I mean Erdogan might be able to reach past 50% and just um uh capture the results in the you know for in his favor in the first round and that they're they're They may not be a second round or that if there are too many candidates, uh, no one might be able to get more than 50 percent and there will be a second round of the election, uh, in which case Erdogan could argue over the two week period before the second round um, that that uh you know there shouldn't be a split vote, and you know the people should really elect him and mobilize his supporters and then win the election in the second round. So I think what the opposition wants is to be able to just end this in the first round um and with that the the common sense in Turkey at least seems to be that fewer. Um, opposition candidates will the will not divide the votes as much and so the opposition candidate Kuluchdaroglu would be able to win in the first round uh clearly um so i think the hdp not running its own candidate already means that they will be implicitly or explicitly supporting uh kemal kuluchdaroglu the the leader of you know the other opposition grouping um, and the the you know traditional voters of the HDP will in fact support him in the first round and that should boost his chances of of winning in the first round.
0: But when we look at um, the poll numbers, it's still a very tight race. I mean, particularly when we're looking at the more sort of respected, established pollsters like, uh, say, Metropole. Mm -hmm. And, And that's quite concerning. And even as Erdogan's party, the AKP, Appears to be losing support, not dramatically, but some support in the wake of this earthquake. The CHP is not gaining support, and when we look at, uh, you know, Kalicdarolo's own numbers uh, again, according to Metropole, he's uh, polling forty-four percent to Erdogan's forty-two. Now that's really tight. The other thing is, of course, some would argue that it's far easier to mobilize the HDP base if they have their own candidate running, that they're far more likely to go to the ballot box. And this is particularly true um, in the Southeast. You know, people measure uh, the HDP's influence over its base with the, you know, municipal elections in 2019. But that's not necessarily, uh, you know, giving us the full picture, really. We don't know how this would play out in the Southeast. So there are people who say it would have been better, in fact, if the HDB did have its own candidate, if it did go um, to a second round, and in the second round then, and particularly if... Um, the AKP lost its parliamentary majority, again giving the opposition a psychological boost, you know, here they are, mm-hmm. they've denied him a majority. Then, um, of course, the HPP in turn could uh, tell its base, hey guys, now now we have to go full force for Khalid What do you say to that, Mervey?
1: So I think a lot will depend on how all of these parties, including uh, the HDP now under the Green uh, Party, uh, will be campaigning and how the campaign process will look like. Um, I do think that uh, the honorary and actual leaders of the HDP, and by honorary, I of course mean Selatin Demirtas, who has been in jail for a number of years now, but is you know still campaigning on behalf of the party. I think these people have, um a poll over their voters and if they unequivocally support certain candidates like Kuch-Tarola, I do think that will have a huge impact on the their traditional voters I do think they can mobilize these voters to go out and vote in the first round um you know it does sound you know that the you know the HDP is no longer running as its own party, it's not it, it's not promoting its own candidate. All of these things could hurt the party, of course, um, and its voters. But I don't think it really will. Um, I think you know, people, especially the Kurdish voters, are so fed up uh, with the the Erdogan government and its failures over recent years, especially now with the closure case in the in the. Um, Uh, constitutional court facing the HDP. I think people are really angry with this government and really look at this election. And this is not just Kurdish voters, everyone I think is looking at this election, upcoming election as a make or break election in Turkey. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's sort of the last hope that they have uh, for an opposition win um, and for a change of regime uh, towards a more democratic regime um, and so the stakes are extremely high, higher than they have ever been in previous years. Um, so I think that already has a psychological impact on voters and um, you know, the HDP facing a closure case, I think is making a lot of these tactical moves in part to try to safeguard um, uh, its political um, uh, you know, uh, presence in Turkey and establishments. Um, so I think they're being smart, um, and I do think that they can get their voters um, in sizable numbers to uh, vote in the first round of the presidential election and, in you know, the general election in general um, for uh, the, you know, the most a uh, successful looking opposition candidate out there, which is going to be in CHP's culture, although, but I don't even wanna call them the CHP's leader anymore because he really seems to be the leader of a broader opposition coalition. So I think, you know, in this election, the, the stakes are very high, which makes all the dynamics different um, this time. I do have some worries about it though, That we can uh, talk about those, uh, particularly regarding election security.
0: Yes, election security is a terribly important issue, and we will definitely talk about that. But before we do, I'd like to discuss the big elephant in the room, Abdullah Öcalan, the imprisoned PKK leader, who arguably has uh, greater sway than any over the Kurdish uh, base. Do you agree with that uh, premise, for one? And do you believe that Erdogan may again resort to uh, mobilizing uh, Imrallu, the island where he is, uh, to, to, to get, uh, you know, um, jalan to support him as he tried during the municipal election, though that didn't go terribly well and was horribly mismanaged.
1: Yeah, this is a great question. So, of course, um, what Erdogan thinks, I think, does have a a huge impact on Turkey's Kurdish population, um, uh, especially for his uh, supporters of his movement and ideology. Um, That said, Erdogan, as you alluded to, has in previous elections tried to manipulate uh, statements coming out of Ajalan, uh, out of the prison um, in order to get Kurdish voters to to basically not vote for the opposition or to support him or to stay in. Um, I think the last time you tried to do this in the municipal elections in 2019, the statement that came out of Ajalan was so clearly under Seemed to be under duress and uh, kind of cryptic. It was a cryptic message. He basically asked uh, Kurdish voters not to split, you know, the vote, not to pick a side between the opposition and Erdogan. But it was written in such an indirect manner. I think it was obvious for most people. reading that message, hearing that message, um, that perhaps that's not exactly what he meant to say. And, you know, this is a man who uh, is not shy about making his opinions clear. I think the fact that he didn't come out and explicitly say support Erdogan or the AKP um, was a clear indication that he wasn't Quite behind this particular message, but this was rather a message being put in his mouth by authorities um, to manipulate voters. Um, and it didn't pan out the way Ardan expected. People listened to HDP leaders, um, voters listened to HDP leaders' commentary. Um, and recommendations instead. And we saw a large group of voters support opposition candidates um, in those elections. So I think this time too, even if Erdogan tries to uh, bring out a message from Erdogan um, calling on Kurdish voters to support him, I feel like it's going to fail again, once again, because as much as, you know, Erdogan has a pull on these voters, I think they are quite these voters are quite aware of the circumstances in which this man is being held and these kinds of messages are being manipulated and probably won't fall for such machinations.
0: Well, that's certainly what I took away from my interviews in Brussels uh, the week before last with Remzi Kartal and Zubair Aydar, both, you know, leading figures in the Urjulan-led movement. And uh, they were very clear that they, you know, didn't see any scenario where either erdogan would reach out to them or that they would support him so um i i tend to agree with you uh, Marve, on that of course there are other um spoilers you know we saw what happened with mera lakshanar and even now we see members of her party sort of grumbling about the relationship between Kilic Darul and the HDP, which isn't really, at least on the face of things, much of one anyway. I mean, he went to visit them uh, just recently, but has mostly kept them at arm's length. Uh, so does that spell trouble for the opposition bloc? Can we um worry that some of uh Akshayar's voters will either you know boycott the election or perhaps even vote for um the the government then we also have uh, muharreje this firebrand populist uh who was uh the CHP candidate in the previous election who's saying he will run and according to certain you know polls has a three percent, four percent, which of course every vote counts. So again, doesn't that um, throw the whole idea of a, a first round win at risk?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, the, you know, if you have more candidates like Mariam and running um, and competing with Kaluch I think that will divide um, the the opposition vote, and it, it ultimately is a bad thing for the opposition's chances going to the election. But I think this is why the, uh, you know, the opposition bloc, especially the CHP, seems to be working really hard to try to convince Inge not to run separately, but to support Kılıçdaroğlu. And I think, um, maybe I'm too optimistic, but I believe that they will be able to sway him ultimately. Um and get him to just uh mobilize the supporters towards Kucdarolo, uh instead of running separately. With the Akshana question, I honestly thought you were going to ask me if this would irk the Kurdish voters, but you asked me if this will if the relationship with the HDP will irk Akshana's voters, the nationalist voters. Um, I have to Good think about that. Fair I mean, point,
0: <laughs> Mary, Yes. No, no you. Okay.
1: you, you You confused me by (laughs) asking it that way. Um, I think, look, this tension between Turkish nationalists and uh, Kurdish nationalists um, has always been there. It's been there in every election. I don't think it's going to hurt the opposition's chances any more so than it has in previous elections. And by that, I mean, I don't think there's any new dynamics at play. Um, I think, You know, uh, these opposition voters in Turkey in general um, are really looking at this election, again, as a make or break thing. So, you know, all of these tensions have always been there. They're nothing new. Um, There are no new, there haven't been no new incidents that that may be fuel. Um, these kinds of sentiments among either, either party, Um, there is going, there's always going to be distrust, uh, you know, from the Turkish nationalists towards uh, any kind of cooperation with the HDP or or, uh, Kurdish voters, outreach to Kurdish voters uh, coming from CHP, they're going to think, You know, this is not something we'd like to see already. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, messaging, particularly from government circles, saying that Kulch Darula is a a PKK leader, He's the candidate of the PKK, He's the candidate of Kurdish nationalists. And then similarly, some, you know, Kurdish politicians are looking at this saying, well, how can we trust this opposition grouping as long as Meryal Akshan, someone like Meryal Akshan is part of it? You know, what if she ends up getting a post in the in an opposition led government uh, a high cabinet post like you know interior minister how will that change things for the kurds i think these are real real questions uh, for the kurds to have um but at the same time you know what i i think this is an advantage for uh, the opposition that Kılıçdaroğlu is running and not somebody else I mean he is the main face of the opposition grouping and he is a much more uh softer candidate a um, uh, more palatable candidate for all sides um he's really someone who can speak to any of these factions and and hopefully alleviate concerns it's also important that you know there's about seven people running, campaigning alongside him. Uh, all of these, not just Akşener, but all of these other um, uh, leaders of these opposition parties, but also the Istanbul mayor, um, which is going to help, you know, diversify the opposition's message during the campaign period, which is, you know, about to start um, officially. Um, and you know, I think that's going to be an advantage in uh, alleviating concerns of. Various factions of voters, um, which are con- real concerns, but at this point, you know what they're what everybody is looking at is, and and I think it's really smart that the opposition is not promising uh, merely a set of policies that they would, you know uh, undertake if they if they come into government, but they're actually proposing entirely changing the way. Um, the, the the regime is functioning in Turkey, uh, right? They're 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 promising a change in constitution in the constitution to make to bring uh, uh, Turkey back into a, a strengthened parliamentary system, so sort of giving more powers to the parliament, where um, all of these parties moving forward will have more power over the decisions that are made in government. They're uh, promising a, a a you know uh, to a, a new. Um, system whereby the judiciary can be more independent, where media freedoms can be, um, uh, well, there's no media freedom now, so we can have media freedom, Um, all of these very basic fundamental things about how government functions in Turkey, and I think that's something ultimately that, I mean, this is, I think, during the campaign period, what the opposition needs to be emphasizing, the message they need to be emphasizing is, look, you may not like these individuals, us as individuals, you may not even like these parties that we're running together with, and who's supporting us. But ultimately, we are trying to change the system that will empower you moving forward, give you power as a citizen that you have not had in 10 years, in 20 years, according to some people, but really, you know, functionally in 10 years, Um, That is that I think needs to be what people are voting for in this election, Uh, not for an individual, not for a particular party, not for an ideology, but for a a more democratic future.
0: Yes, I completely agree with you, of course, um, there is the problem of access, you know, as you said, Erdogan. Mm -hmm controls most of the media, and again, as you said, he's going to do his best to sort of split away as many nationalist votes from within the CHP, uh, E-party, you know, drive a hard wedge um, using the Kurdish issue. That, I think, will definitely be the strategy he pursues, and whether he carries it to an extreme by, say, for example, attacking... Uh, northeast Syria again, uh, who knows? It, it it depends really on how desperate he gets. And we do see some signs of desperation that outreach to Hudapar, the Hezbollah off, uh, offshoot, which he caused rancor within his own party. Um, so many imponderables. But Mervit, let's talk about election security. Okay. I, I mean, I just quickly to add, yes,
1: Erdogan will absolutely use this tactic of, of the wedge between, you know, and the Kurdish issue, amping it up. I think you I, you know, don't want to even think about the possibilities of what, what he could possibly do, how he could try to flare up these tensions. But again, you know, he's done this now since 2015. I think people are quite fed up with it and it seems to be not really working for him anymore. So, you know, I'm not, more, I'm not any more worried about it going to this election than I was in the last three elections that Turkey has had. And in fact, I think, you know, he sort of overused that card um, to a point where it's it it's no longer really working for him. The same thing with the, you know, Islamist versus secularist divide. I think whenever he tries to bring up that issue, to polarize the voters, um, in recent years, the power of these of these tactics have been receding, and I think it's it's not going to work uh, in his favor. Uh, but he will definitely try. Um, now with election security, I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, going in because you know these elections are definitely not going to be fair, given the state of the media and the judiciary, and you know that the party like the HDP, second largest uh, you know opposition party in Turkey, is facing closure. Um, there are so many issues. But there's no way we can call this election fair. I mean, that's already clear now going into it. But we can at least try to hope or hope that it will be uh, free. And by that, I mean we won't see, you know, on a mass scale um, votes being manipulated, fraud uh, in the actual on the actual day of the election with vote counting. Um, what worries me about the HDP question, HDP not running, As a party in this one, but running under the aegis of the Green Party, um, is that, you know, where in the southeast of Turkey, where we have HDP strongholds, um, those are the areas where in previous elections we have seen the most um, election fraud, quote unquote. So where we have seen the most instances of. You know, uh, ballots being counted where they shouldn't be counted, uh, b- ballot box stuffing instances like that. That usually happens in these places where that where um, the HDP has more of a presence compared to other opposition parties. Um, there's, uh, I, I think, in the last general election in 2018, um, I heard that of the you know around 200,000 ballot boxes uh, that. that uh, we, that are going to be functional in this upcoming election, and were in in the twenty eighteen election, uh, something like eleven thousand ballot boxes, most of them concentrated, a, a vast majority concentrated in the southeast, um, didn't have, didn't show a single opposition vote um, at those boxes. So all of those votes, uh, you know, went to the AKP or the MHP um, uh, 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 parties. That means there were no observers present in those ballot boxes from uh, opposition parties, on the, acting on behalf of opposition parties, that's really concerning. Because if there were any, there would be at least one vote going for an opposition party. Um, so that's quite concerning. If the HDP is not running uh, as a party, um, it won't have an official um, uh, mandate from the government to, to assign uh, uh, an observer um, uh, an observer from its party at these ballot boxes. So, the other opposition parties, such as the CHP, need to take up that role or volunteer uh, based organizations, NGOs like uh, uh Vote and Beyond, or Turkey, uh, this new group that has emerged now um, that, that seem to. That, Feels like they're going to have a big presence um, in, in terms of election monitoring. These organizations and these opposition parties need to take up that role and make sure that there are going to be um, uh, observers at, you know, at these locations in the Southeast where the HDP won't be won't have too much control over what's taking place. They already haven't in the previous elections because of the high security measures. That we see in a lot of these places, Um, you know, because of the, I guess, still ongoing war that the government has with the PKK. Um, But it's particularly important, I think, in this election that, you know, every single one of these uh, ballot boxes, these precincts have. Uh, observers from opposition parties and independent observers present in order to make sure that we don't see something like uh, ballot box stuffing um, or mass um, uh, voter
0: fraud. Well, Merve, that was a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And I look forward to talking to you again after the elections.
1: Thank you, Amber. It's such a pleasure to talk to you.
0: And this brings us to the end of this week's On the Middle East. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Merve. She truly is brilliant and I'm sure you agree. Thank you and goodbye.